man, and sport. A timeless means of entertainment. Some men hit home runs. Others are curb stumped. Some win Cy Youngs. Others get dunked on. Some men become MVPs. Others have 70 saves in a game. But your stats won't matter here. Here we discuss the issues. Search the hearts of men. And judge in vivid detail. Only raw takes will do. This is sports analysis. This is sports unchained. This is Sportico. You can find us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all at Sporticus Live. That's Sport I C U S Live. Sporticus Live. See you there. We want to start with this car. What do? What do you? Should we just start at the uh, the bottom of it? You know, like uh, we got Peter Yan versus Uriah Faber. Who who you even got coming out of that one? Uh, I mean. I- Probably Jan, just because Faber's kind of old. I mean, if, if Faber was five years younger, I'd probably pick him. But, uh, I mean, he's, what, 41 at this point? Jan's got some quick hands. I mean, with that being said, I mean, I guess Faber's not really acted his age up to this point. But um, he was kind of trailing off before he retired. He'd lost a few um he lost to Jimmy Rivera. You know, he was starting to show signs yeah. of slowing down. So, uh, I think Peter Jan will probably win this fight. But I will say, if Uriah Faber wins, I do think he will probably get the next title fight over some potentially uh, other more deserving contenders. Yeah, I, I think the same thing about that title fight. And, like, like I, my, my question, you know, when we do a show is always, but where does a win put him or where does a loss put him? Because... Some of this stuff just don't move the needle. Like Corey Anderson, right? He won. Nope. No title shot, right? They said, fuck you. So his win did nothing for him. I thought it would do more. It did nothing. It just made them hate him more. So uh, he's going to he's gonna have to have a bigger win. He's going to have to beat like a, a Anthony Smith or something like that. Uh, and I think the same thing with Peter Yawn. I think even though he beat he, he beats Faber... I, I think he'll kick his ass. I hope he fucking kills him because Uriah Faber is just not – not only is he not who he used to be, I don't think I, I don't think he's not who – I think he's an Eddie Alvarez type. Like, he's not who, even who we thought he was. Yeah, so, I, I, actually, that's, a, I think, a good, uh, a good example. Because, I mean, Eddie Alvarez beat a lot of good fighters, but – and so did Faber. But they both – I mean, and, and then, you know, I know that Alvarez did win the UFC lightweight championship. Uh, but, you know, I mean, that Bellator run to me was more consistent. Anyway, my point is they yeah. both had success earlier on in their careers. And then that early success kind of kept them in the spotlight for the remainder of their careers. And that's not to say they weren't still winning big fights, but they were also suffering losses along the way that maybe didn't set them back the way that it would have set back some other fighters. Yeah. And uh, and the fact that Uriah Faber was his best in WEC, I mean, yes, that happens with people. Um, I can't even remember the guy that was out of Chicago. Uh, He kept breaking his hands or something like that, but he's he's completely out of fighting. Um, Brian Bowles? No, he was he was a Mexican dude. Uh, Miguel Torres? Maybe. 
Uh, I'm not. He had like longish hair, like a mullet or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it had to be Miguel Torres. Yeah, uh, he was great in WEC. He was amazing, and mm-hmm. uh, I was watching his career. And when they got bought out, he was trash in the UFC. He only fought like a couple times, and yeah. that, it, 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 you know, and that was terrible because, you know, uh, Uriah Faber, although he fought more than a couple times, obviously, he didn't do anything either. Uh, he. He lost. He got knocked out by uh, Mike Brown. Was it Mac, Mike, or Matt Brown? Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Right. Mike. I always shit. I think up. wasn't it twice? Twice. Yes. Even more impressively, the second time, and he cried both times like a little bitch. But <laughs> he he really did. He didn't have to cry the second time. I was like, come on, dude. But he knocked him out really nasty. Uh, and, and you know, I think that put something in it because if you think about it, you know, like he would after that, Mike Brown. Um, he uh, shit, my hand one second, my headset just anyway. After that, Mike Brown loss. I mean, if you think about the Aldo losses, the Heenan Burrell losses, he would just get smoked in title fights. Like, most of them yes. weren't even that competitive. Yeah, Burrell smoked the shit out of him, dude. And, and, and to be fair, Burrell should go get his goddamn losses to uh. To uh, crackhead, what's his name? Um, I'm drawing a blank. TJ Dillashaw. Yeah, yeah, he should get his losses to TJ uh, Dillashaw over time. You know they like people, they people the UFC yeah. cut Heenan Burrell today. It, oh shit! They cut him and they cut uh uh what's the name? We I was just talking to this with with Ray. They cut him and they cut Liz Carmouche. Really? Yeah, he y'all didn't talk about that. No, I'm surprised they cut Liz yeah. Carmouche. Yeah, they they cut Liz Carmouche too. Uh, I'm actually good. I'm glad they did because she 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 should go somewhere else. She should go to Bellator and fight. She's the type that you know can get some real recognition, get some real steam behind her somewhere else. Good, you know, and she can she can maybe cat, fight a cat Zingano or something over there, and or a cyborg. You know what I mean? Like she can actually have the fights she need to have to do something with her career and make some money. I'm so glad they cut her because they weren't going to do anything with her. She was never going to move up. She lost She lost that fight to uh, uh, Shevchenko, and she was never going to get a title shot again. That's why I always ask the question, where does a loss and where does a win put you? Um, that's why yeah, they put... Yeah, I agree. They I mean, put she kind of reached that... Well, I was just going to say, Carmouche has uh, kind of reached that, uh, the, like the John Fitch or Yushin Okami... Like, she'll beat a lot of good fighters, but she's definitely not going to beat the champion. So it's like, why keep right. her around just to staunch out potential future contenders and when, you know, exactly. send her so, on her way? Yeah, let her let her go over and be great somewhere else, you know, and make better money doing it and yeah. without your silly Reebok shit. And, uh, you know, uh, who... Oh, damn, I was going to bring someone up. Um Man, I was gonna bring somebody up that was super. Oh, like I was saying, with the wins and losses, like who, what happens when you win? Well, now that that belt's off of uh, Andrade, and uh, Andrade, well, how would you fuck you say her name? Um, they sent Joanna for that championship because they want it back. They sent Joanna, jo- Joanna, Joe Jacek, uh, just so they can get that championship back. So they don't have to have it on a champion. They don't want to promote. You see what I mean? Like I hate the UFC for shit like that. I, they not slick. They don't want that 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 on them. That's why they gave Masvidal and Nate Diaz that BMF match because you know, whether they was gonna say it or not, that was for the number one contender spot, and that was so they could weed out Masvidal. To be honest, they wanted to get Masvidal out of here because. Uh, Masvidal, he, he's a stand-up guy. He's not taking you to ground, but Nate Diaz could take all his punches, and Nate Diaz could take him to the ground. So they thought he was just going to get finished, you know what I mean? Or maybe Diaz would get in a lucky shot. But they failed. You know, Diaz got hit so hard that his fucking eye was falling off, and they, they stopped it, you know? Um, shout out to him. He's he's tough as nails. So is Cerrone. So is uh, Brian Ortega, who isn't as tough as nails this go-around, but you know, um, you get your eye cut up and beat up and you still want to go out there, man, you're a warrior, you know. But uh, once they get that belt off you, once, you know, you always got to be worried about what your wins and losses are going to do. 
And I don't think that a, a win over Uriah Faber is a strong win for Peter Yan. And I know that sounds weird because it should be. And I want it to be. But I'm like, you know, fuck about Uriah Faber. But I'm going to tell all about him and my piece I write for the MMA Torch uh, this upcoming week because fuck him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually agree. I think it's a bigger win if Faber can pull it off than Jan. You know, I think it's a fight yeah. that Jan, I mean, Peter Jan's like 25, 26 years old, and he's very good. Like, I think this is a fight you expect him to win, but it's, uh, yeah. it's not It's not one that, like, <clears throat> to me, Aljamain Sterling is the number one contender, and the only way anybody jumps him is I could see Faber doing it if Faber beats Jan. I could see the UFC. They just love Uriah Faber for some reason. But uh, aside from that, like if Jan beats Faber, I don't think that's going to be nearly enough to jump Sterling. I think uh, yeah. Sterling will probably get it unless uh, Faber wins. Well, Faber's highly marketable. He's he, that, That's what I mean. I you got know, into just, it. Yeah. He's extremely he's marketable. He's a California kid. And he's 41 to the UFC. You know, if they think they can get one more you know, big event out of him. Even if he is just being fed to, um, what's his face? To Peter Yan. Uh, yeah, or if he beats Yan, to um, the the champion. No, my apologies. But, um, uh, no, you know, um, I, I, you know, I, I have a great deal of respect for what Uriah Faber has done. What he, what he hasn't done, I'm not giving him credit for. And that's the big difference here. Like, when I tear him down in his piece, it's going to be for the shit he hasn't done. Not for what he's done, because look at his look at his careers. He's beat Dominic Cruz. Yes, it was early in his career, but ain't nobody else really do it. Um, he, he's had the WEC championship. He looked great. He brought new eyes to MMA, because I was really solid into MMA when he was fighting. Like, Sure, I was in it pretty solidly before him, but he was the the thing. He was the gap that bridged into UFC and had me where I am today, making a living talking about it. Like, literally, yeah, he's one of those people that helped do that. So I am eternally I, uh, grateful for that. But he ain't the man we thought he was. I, I can remember. I had family members, probably like oh six, oh seven, when Faber was was uh, doing well in the WEC. I had family members that, you know, I haven't heard them talk about MMA in years, but they were, when Faber was on top, they were, I mean, watching every yeah. every event that he was in. And for whatever reason, something about Uriah Faber stuck out to people. And you, you do have to wonder how big he could have been had he managed to win the, the WE, or sorry, the UFC championship at any point in his career. But he uh, never would have been over the hump. He would have been in a, he would have been um, higher up the main car, uh, you know, yeah. let, let's let's get to Jose Aldo and Mar- Marlon Marias because I, I think that I think that uh, 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 Uriah Faber could have been where he could probably would have been like a cross between. Um, he probably would have been where BJ Penn should have been if BJ Penn had cardio. There you go. Or where Dominic Cruz is right now. You know, I think he would he would have been on that level. Like having a job with the UFC, but I think Marlon Moraes is going to fucking clean Jose Aldo up. I think he's going to get absolutely crushed, and it's going to be disgusting. Um, like I think we're going to reevaluate whether or not Jose Aldo was any good after he gets his ass whooped. What do you think? Um, I, you know, I just when I look at Jose Aldo, it's a guy that you know I don't know that he was necessarily missing weight at featherweight, but it, it did always just seem like the narrative was that he struggled to get there and that he was eventually going to move up to 155. So um, mm-hmm. when they announced that he was moving to 135, I just, it seems to me like it's a bad idea. And I'll say that because, you know, he, he's not moving down because he's flourishing as a featherweight. He's moving down because he's, he's kind of hit a rough patch. And I just I cannot think yeah. of too too many examples where a guy that's advancing in age has decided to drop a weight class and seen it work out for him. It just usually doesn't work. And I, I don't. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty of examples that people could name of, uh, about what I just said. But it just, it just doesn't um, doesn't seem like the best move. And on top of that, he's fighting Marlon Marias, who's an extremely fast starter. 
So if Aldo, yes, you know, we, my, my point here is that we might find out quickly in that fight that that bantamweight was a very bad idea. Yeah, like to put it mildly, and I like I just came out and said he's gonna fucking destroy him, and it's gonna he's gonna rip him to pieces, and it's gonna be bad, and it's gonna be like oh, this, it, we're gonna be wondering what the fuck happened to our hero, you know, and I think that's where it. To be fair, to be honest, I think Peter Yan and Marlon Marais is gonna be they're gonna mop the fucking floor with their competitors. And that we're going to forget that they ever fucking existed. Like, because Jose Aldo and Uriah Faber are old men in the game. They, they, their time is coming gone and they need to go the fuck away. When they both lose, that should be the last you hear of them. Or else they're going to be fighting niggas in the street like BJ Penn. <laughs> like, I mean, look at what BJ Penn's literally doing. I mean, how is BJPenn.com doing good? Like, I mean, they uh, write dude, this that's... Like every five minutes. <laughs> What's so weird is that what I loved about it, they didn't cover any of that shit while it was happening. Like, you didn't see any BJ, BJPenn.com articles about BJ Penn getting knocked out by that <laughs> right. fat Hawaiian. In the they should have. I'm, I'm they disappointed. They totally in ignored line. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's With funny is else, that man. it's weird because, like, it's not a bad news source, really. I mean, I don't really see them breaking news. It's not. But they're very good at like, like if you go there, they're gonna have a good, like a good variety of all the news you'll need to know that day. Like it, it's just it's a pretty yeah, solid. Yeah, that's where site. I get my shit from. Yeah, I get my shit from them. So. Yeah, solid site for sure. But it's it, it's weird that like just BJPen.com. Like, <laughs> I mean, I get my shit from them and MMAtorch.com. Yeah, Sorry. absolutely. MMAtorch.com. Right, I didn't want to plug one without the other, but no, they they're solid, and uh, I don't know how is he can't be running it because he's fighting niggas in the street. So I know he's <laughs> he he's this smart. He got somebody running his his money so that he ain't out money. So I I I, I like that, you know. As long as you as long as you working at something. Now this next fight, <sighs> this next fight, um. I don't know how to feel about this one. You, you tell me. Amanda Nunez versus uh, Jermaine Durandamy. <sighs> okay, am I wrong, or did they fight once before? I, I don't think they did. I don't think these two did. I don't know. I thought they fought, like, early in Durandamy's UFC career, but I guess I could be wrong. I could be, I could be wrong. I mean, Amanda Nunez has four losses. You know, yeah. she's lost to people. Like, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure. If I, I, I want to say Noon's TK Oder in the first round, but I, I could be thinking of somebody else. Um, now, Durandamy is really good, and she has the skill to beat anybody. Um, she didn't. She didn't beat up Holly Holm the way I thought. That was a bummer because I wanted Holly Holm to be destroyed because I don't think she's nearly as good as. As, as as much as I say uh, Uriah Faber ain't who we thought he was, uh, Holly Holm ain't never, ever been who we thought she was. Not ever. Or whoever the um, fuck thinks she's that. I'm not saying she's bad, but she ain't who the fuck we thought she was. So just I to think clarify, the they, they enough, did. Yeah. I was going to say, just to clarify, they did fight in 2013 and Nunes won uh, TKO. Anyway. That's what you're uh, saying. There, there, there you go. I guess that's the end of that. <laughs> I was trying to talk up this fight between them. He was like, "Nope, she's not even bitch out already." <laughs> well, no, yeah. I didn't even. I didn't I even mean it like that. Get in. This was oh, I Noon's. I think this was Deronda May. That's why I wasn't sure about it. But it was it was Deronda May's like fourth or fifth fight. Like, you know, they both. It's going to be a totally different fight. I just was. Uh, I don't think so. Well, I, I don't necessarily either. I'm just saying, I, I'm sure that Deronda May has improved. I know that Nunes has. Um, the thing that makes it interesting is that I don't know what the, what makes Deronda May an interesting opponent for Nunes is that Deronda May is very, very, ex- extremely measured. You very rarely see her do anything that isn't completely necessary. Whereas in yes, the last few fights where Nunes, 
whereas Nunes has, she's taken advantage of, you know, Holly Holmes did the same sort of stuff. Holly Holmes, ext- Holly Holmes is extremely technical. She was only doing what she needed to do. She was doing sort of these technical setups, and she eventually got caught. So did you point, see? Did you see? Yeah, go ahead and make your point. I was just I, saying, I my my point here is yeah. just that uh, it's like it, it, it's just going to be a back and forth of whether or not Noon's catches her. I feel like, and if she doesn't, maybe Deronda May will win a decision. But I, I don't know. So it's kind of a weird fight. But uh, anyway, what are you gonna I, I say? can see her winning it. I can see her winning a decision, and I can see her catching her with a head kick. I actually can because um, yes. she she can do things Holly Holm cannot. And I think she she don't have to be as measured with Nunez because if she doesn't, if she is, she's gonna get knocked out. If she's too measured, she's gonna get knocked out. If you let her in, you're getting knocked out. What I was gonna ask you is, did you see the fight? Uh, what did you see when you saw Holly Holm fighting Amanda Nunez? Did you kind of? I didn't see the the knockout coming, but I saw Amanda setting her up. I saw that she had a specific thing. She wanted to do, and she was willing to give to concede some things to do that. Like she ate some kicks, she ate some punches in order to get the head kick knockout she wanted. Uh, did you see uh, her setting that up? Yeah, I definitely saw her setting it up, and I think uh, I agree with a lot of what you just said. And I think part of that is that home is so technical that you 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 might not necessarily know exactly what she's going to do, but to some degree, you sort of know the extent of it. Like, you know, she's, she throws a lot of, like, one-two high kicks, like, one-two, like, uh, front kicks. Like, you, you kind of know what she's going to do inside of a, a, a sort of a certain box. And I feel like with Noon, she knew that she could afford to sort of charge forward because Holly Holm wasn't going to throw a flying knee. She wasn't going to wheel kick her. She's not going to do that type of stuff. She's going to do real technical type of stuff, and it works well for her. But when you're noons and you've got power, I feel like all you've got to do is watch home for a little bit. You find, you know, obviously, even if you're technically sound, you're going to have a few, uh, I guess, holes here or there. And I feel like with somebody like noons, it's just a matter of finding, you know, maybe when home throws a jab, she brings her head back a little too far to the left. And once you find that, all it takes is one strike. And I feel like that's kind of what we saw in that fight was was noons just really feeling home out and uh, figuring out where that opening was going to be. You know, I, I saw, like, you I, yeah, I totally, everything you said is exactly what I saw. I was like, oh, man, she's going to knock this bitch out pretty nasty. Like, we ain't going to see it coming because Joe Rogan was like, oh, man, I think Holly Holmes got her. I was like, no, nigga, she said, I was like, Noons is set, uh, Nunez is setting her up, like, for something. I didn't know what it was, though. I thought it was just for a knockout. And I was like, well, if it's a standard, you know, knockout, then she's going to end up getting caught with something, looking for it. But then when I saw a knockout with the kick, I was like, oh, that's what you were getting at. Okay. You know, I was like, okay, I get it. No problem. Don't turn it on yet. I'll turn that thing on before I go to sleep. Um, um, but yeah, um, sorry, I was talking to my wife. No, it's all good. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I, she, she probably gonna get knocked the fuck out. Um, it's, but it's easy to say that though, you know, like there's no analysis at all. She's gonna knock that bitch out again. Yeah, well, then the thing is, I mean, on the feet, Deronda May has a ton of Muay Thai experience. And, you know, you do occasionally have the type of fight where as good as Noons has been, a lot of it has been sort of reckless. You know, and, and again, that's not to take anything away from how good she is. She is very good. But she she's also yeah. a little bit reckless. But that's what makes her so good. So I'm not trying to cut her down when I say that. Mosley Dog. Yeah, that's well. Where- <clears throat> That's yeah, where Masvidal exactly. got it. If you it's look a at sort Mas of controlled chaos in a way. Yes. And it has to be because these people fight the way a fighter is supposed to fight. They can Mark. take you to the ground. It's not that they can't. Kobe Covington fights the exact opposite. These people fight to get you out of this motherfucker immediately. Kobe yeah. Covington's like, well, I, I got so much stamina, I'm just going to, you know, run around the ring for a long time. It's like, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to get a guy out of there as quickly as possible. And that's what Masvidal and Nunez do. What, what were you going to say? Sorry. No, just that's what makes it a little bit interesting with Deronda May, though, is that you, you just wonder if she'll be able to, would just with her background in Muay Thai, just if she'll be able to see anything to neutralize any of Nunez's offense. But, um, but like I think you I, mentioned the uh, grappling or anyway i mean noons can grapple deronda may i just i don't know it's it's gonna be an interesting fight though i am looking forward to it yeah 
It is. Uh, it is. And I think I think if anybody can beat her, it's going to be Durant. Uh, Shevchenko could, but she hasn't. I, I mean, arguably, I think she lost that second fight or whatever. But whatever. I, I don't really care. That's that's Shevchenko's fault. Don't let it go to the decision. Don't be like, ah, bad decision. Like, no, I shouldn't have let it get there. Um, Durandamy yeah. has to, she has the length, um, and she needs to take Shevchenko's, you know, uh, her game plan, whatever Shevchenko should do, she should do that because she's the person that's had the most success, I guess. The only uh, problem yeah. I see with that is that I think the, the little bit of the advantage that Shevchenko had was the speed. She was a little bit shorter, a little, a little bit more compact. She was able to, to land. Um, I, I don't know what word I want to use, but she was just able to land with a little bit more uh, of a oomph, I guess, on her strikes. Whereas Deronda May, I yeah, don't know more that she's gonna, yeah. yeah, I don't know that Deronda May will have a speed advantage because she she is so much longer. She will, and that's but the nobody only has thing. speed advantage over Amanda Nunes. Nobody well, has that speed advantage. I know. For the most part, I think you're right. And I don't know that Shevchenko is faster, but I just think the fact that she's a little bit smaller mixed with her speed allowed her to sort of at least match Nunes in a way that nobody else has been able to do. And my fear with Shevchenko- Deronda May is just that I mean, like, if Nunes gets inside and Deronda May doesn't have the speed to do anything about it, it could just be a typical Nunes fight. So I don't know. Anyway, we'll that's, what that. that's what I think. That's what I. That's what I think it happened. I was saying Shevchenko and uh, Joanna are probably the fastest, uh, uh, right under Nunes, and maybe even faster in some regards. But they're doing different things. So you know, being fast with your kicks isn't nearly as being fast as with your hands. So yeah, um, yeah, it's just a different game. So on to Alexander. Um, um, <clears throat> Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway. I don't know a goddamn thing about Alexander Volkanovsky. Not really. You know, I, I don't know him as a fighter. Uh, it's not that I'm unfamiliar with. Uh, I'm unfamiliar. It's not that I've never heard of him. Um, I, I, this one's where I, I, I want to call a lot of upsets. I think this would be an upset card. I think every every one of these is potentially an upset. Every single one. Um. What do you think about this card? What do you think about? I'm sorry. What do you think about that fight, Max Holloway and Volkanovski? Um, well, for starters, did you know that Volkanovski used to weigh 240 pounds? No. Yeah, he played. Uh, Sounds like he can take an ass whooping. He, yeah, he played uh, rugby, I think, professionally in uh, New Zealand or Australia. And there's pictures of him. And remember, he's five foot six, and when he played rugby, he was two hundred forty pounds. And that's my point. That was going to be my point exactly. Is that like the guy that is stepping into the octagon with Max Holloway? Like there was a time in his life where he would have been cutting from heavyweight to get to one forty five. And I'm sure he's adjusted yeah. his body to, to to be able to cut. You know, I, I know he's not cutting from two forty, but he is just such a big dude. And right. if you think back to the Jose Aldo fight. Listen, Jose Aldo, say what you will about him. He very rarely gets dominated with grappling. Yeah, he he doesn't get beat up. Yeah, he don't get beat up like that. And if you watch that Volkanovski fight, I mean, Volkanovski, it looked like, I mean, it looked like a big brother against a little brother. And and, and Aldo was the bigger guy in terms of, you know, height and whatnot. But Volkanovski just bullied him, bullied him, bullied him. And um, yeah, and that's and that's that was his claim to fame. Yeah. It'll that's be his, interesting if 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 Volkanovski cannot bully Holloway, I think he'll get his fucking ass beat. I think that that Holloway will piece him up. But if Volkanovski can get inside, clinch, land hooks, and bully Holloway against the fence, I think it'll it'll be a very interesting fight for Holloway because uh, generally he, he's very good at neutralizing his opponent's offense. You know, think back to the Frankie Edgar fight. He basically took Frankie yeah. Edgar out of that fight in the first round when Edgar realized he wasn't going to be able to get takedowns. I mean, it was just just a, kind of a battering from there. And uh, that's that's kind of the – I think it'll be the same sort of fight. If Holloway can keep Volkanovski off of him, I think with his reach and his length, he'll be able to land whatever he wants. But uh, if Volkanovski can get inside, it'll be uh, pretty interesting, I think. Yeah, you, you know, no, nobody really does. Like, Max Holloway, he trades shots with you. I think – 
I want to say that's a bad idea. Well, for his health, yes, because you know he get, you can get punch drunk and you can just be pretty much uh, your brain can be oatmeal later on in life. But uh, he's going to have to give something up, and usually Max Holloway takes some pretty uh, good. He takes a good amount of damage. He can't take any. He can't take that damage from Volkanovski. He can't. You know, um, no. it's just it's going to weigh on him much heavier than what Ortega because Ortega had a really good fight against him. You know, uh, it's just that Max had a much better a lot. fight against him. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah that is, and that's that the is problem. True. Yeah, that's Max's style. Come hit me, I'm gonna hit you, and I'm gonna hit you every time you hit me. I'm gonna hit you four times more, and that's what he did. He shut Ortega's fucking eye. You know, so that's what he can do to you. And I think he'll he'll keep Volkanovski off him off of him. I just don't know if that will be enough. Because Volkanovski is going to get something in because that's how Max does. He trades. It's not going to be yeah. a way that you don't get to him. You will. Is what will you do when you get to him? Can you employ your game game plan better than he can? And I don't know if he can. I, think, I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I think like one that of the Corey's keys. fight was great. The the thing that Holloway will have to take advantage of is that he's going to have about a five inch height advantage, and he's going to have a reach advantage too. And he's just going to—I mean—he doesn't always utilize his height. You know, he's kind of—he'll get in the pocket and trade with you most of the time. But I just feel like when you've got such a notable size advantage over a guy, it's going to have to come into your game plan, especially when that guy's got power. So I'd I'd love to see him use a lot of, uh, you know, jabs and straights. I, I don't know. I, I know he doesn't really fight that way, but um, right. I don't know. It, it's, I, it's, I would have loved to see him be a boxer. I think Max Holloway would have been one of the best goddamn boxers we he, ever he's seen. He's great. But you I, know what I, makes I, him I, so good at boxing is yeah. that, I know this sounds, but his, his takedown defense is just phenomenal. So he forces these, these guys that generally mix it up with wrestling and boxing, he forces them to box. And then that's when you see, you know, I mean, what he does to he outclasses some guys. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not even close. He, boxing is the premier thing in, in MMA. And people say, oh, no, 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 it's, it's takedowns. I'm like, nah, because, like, if you got great takedown defense, you don't, you know, if you, if you can handle yourself off your back, you're good. You're never scared in a fight. Just like the Diaz brothers. They're never scared of you. That's what makes them so dangerous. That's why people talk about them, because that's some tough shit. Saying, okay, take me to the ground then. And let you do it. Like, they'll let you fucking do it and submit you. And you'll be like, what the fuck? But if you don't let them do it, then you got to box with them. And here's the demoralizing part. Hitting them, you hitting them, you hitting them. And he ain't went down yet. You hitting them with your best shit. It's the second, it's the third round. Midway through the third round, you didn't hit this nigga so many times. You tired. And you're like, why the fuck ain't he dead? Why ain't he fell? Well, let's say you even win the fight, but you're like, you still... Even if you win the fight, you lost that fight because it took every goddamn thing you had and you couldn't put him away. You couldn't. Like you're like, man, I, I know I'm a better fighter than him. I won, but you don't feel like the better fighter because this guy went the distance with you and he took your best stuff and you know he's a better boxer than you still. You know, like you might, you just got the better of him for, uh, you know, two rounds, but that third round, you was all his. And, you know, and you, you just, you at his mercy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I would have loved to see Max Holloway um, come in into uh, boxing knowing that he can handle himself in a way that other boxers can't. You know, uh, like the Diaz brothers, they know they can handle themselves in a way that a lot of MMA guys can't because their boxing is crisp and clean and their jujitsu is, is, is on, on point too. So, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's too late for him now, but like that would have been a great career for Max Holloway. And then he could have came into fighting, into MMA, and that would have been great. Uh, now, we got to talk about this Usman Covington fight. Both 15 and 1. Um, you speak on it. I'll, <laughs> I'll say what I got to say after you, you talk about it. Um, I mean, I'll start off by saying that I definitely think it's the fight that needs to happen in terms of. Just the rankings. Uh, I mean, outside of, I mean, there's definitely Absolutely. arguments that, that other guys could have, but I just think in terms of the rankings, it's a good fight. Uh, 
In terms of the fight itself, I'll, I'll start with like the pre-fight promotion. Uh, I'm sure it's probably about to really suck. Usman and Covington are not um, the. I, I don't know. They're they're much better at fighting than they are at selling fights. I think. And and with with Covington, some of that might be um, by design. But with Usman, I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's 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 just difficult with Usman. I just don't think. I think Usman's He's the type so of guy. He's so dry. Exactly, and I think he's the type of guy that would prefer the sport not have any of the extra shenanigans in it. But he's got to an extent yeah, take and part I'm okay in with it. that actually. Yeah, I am too. Um, you know, so I, yeah, I don't know I, I'm cool with people there. like that. I like Same. that. Yeah, no, you, you you're right. I I, I like that because you need you need a no nonsense guy sometimes. You and know, I think uh, that's what you, like you say, you got to tell the fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and and I'm okay with that to a degree, but he didn't part. They didn't participate. They just didn't get the best they could have out of that fight. And here's the thing: everybody believes it's going to be a boring fight. As do I. Not maybe not everybody, but the majority of people believe that these are two guys that like to just like lay and pray, you know. And I'm, sure, sure they can strike. Sure, Uzman can beat you up a little bit, but. I, I don't see these. It's going to go to distance. It's going to go five rounds. And I don't know what the fuck they're going to do that's going to actually try to win the fight. Who's going to try to win the fight? And how? That's what I was going to say. Is that it, Who's go- I, I really yeah. don't know. I mean, I, I'll start off by saying there's a, a chance that Covington... <sighs> the thing is, I keep thinking back uh, to the way that, that Usman no. beat... Well, what I was no. going to say was... What I was going to say was there's a chance that uh, <laughs> that Covington just gets totally out-wrestled. Uh, I just don't – I don't know for sure. But if you think back to the yeah, Woodley fight, ch- Us- Usman yeah. totally neutralized Woodley, just completely. So there's a chance that, that, that Usman does that to Covington. But I will say I, I Covington so – I think I Covington's not – he doesn't buy, you know, Woodley is more of a boxer. He can wrestle. I, I don't know. Basically what I'm saying is I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see what advantage Covington has, but I also don't talking shit. I, I mean, yeah, I guess that, but I just don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I, Usman's a little bit bigger. I don't think either one of them is really a great striker. I, I think Usman's got more power. I don't. I mean, yeah. I don't know. But, but I, I could just basically go back and forth like this for like ten minutes. But I'm just going to stop all of it and say that really, I don't know. I'm leaning towards Usman, but I don't know. Honestly, we're actually we're in the same boat. I, I got. The, I'm of the same opinion. And the thing is, my the hard part I'm having with it is neither one of these guys is going to go for a finish. We're going to see five minutes of, mm, I don't know, just uh, tickling each other or whatever they're going to be fucking doing. But they're going to make the sport look bad. It, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say they're going to do that. There's a high chance of that, that they're going to make the whole sport look bad. They're going to be laying on each other. And Usman has power. Usman's a better striker, I believe. And no, I'm sorry. Usman has more power. Kobe Covington is a, a more crisp, clean striker. More crisp and clean. Not that he's great. But I mean, when you fight yeah, Robbie Lawler and shit, like, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, you're gonna look great against Robbie Lawler because he's a, you know, he's a sloth in there, or he can be. So they they have really weak weaknesses, you know, and their strengths are wrestling. That doesn't sound like a good fight on paper. It just doesn't. If I if I describe this fight, their weaknesses. And their strengths and stuff, you'll say, "Oh, so they're just gonna lay on top of each other, pretty much." And I think Usman is much stronger. I think Kobe's good. I think it'd be a great wrestling match, but I don't want to see that. I want to see someone go for a finish. I think they'll neutralize each other in their wrestling, and it'll just be a grapple fest, but not one that's. It's not gonna end like Damian Maya versus Askren, and Askren fucking uh, retired like a bitch right afterwards. I know we on rock fan. You retire like a bitch, dude. If you listen to this, you retire like a bitch. Get your punk ass back in there and, you know, make the sport look good. You let down the Eddie Alvarez's and, and stuff like that. And you let down Mighty Mouse, uh, D- D- Demetrius Johnson, because you, why, why are you quitting? 
You don't want to get knocked out no more or choked out no more. You talk so much shit. I'm talking directly to you. We on Rockfin. I'm going to upload this shit and you can fucking click on it. I don't know why you retired when you got plenty of le- plenty left in the tank. You talk so much shit and then you retire after like three straight up losses. You whack for that, bro. You whack as hell for that. If you's a, if you if you's a real dude, get your ass back out there. Then if you dare try and talk some shit like, well, why don't you come fight me? I'll come fight your ass then. Why don't you train me up? Because, I mean, I don't do that profession. You want some? Come get some. Don't talk no stupid bullshit. We talk from profession to profession, uh, professional to professional. Go your ass back out there and fight and stop bullshit. Don't do the fake. If it's a fake Conor McGregor retirement, you full of shit for that. Sorry, go ahead. That was for sure. Hello? Uh... No, I mean, he's on, he's on Rockfin. I'm literally talking to him. Like, he better. I mean, whether he listens to this or not, I mean, we'll see. We'll respond. Maybe I'll tag him in it. Uh, what, 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 uh, I mean, this is like what? Let me see. I can tag him in it. Fuck him. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I probably won't actually because he, he's just going to ignore it. But like, yeah, I, at the 35 minute mark, I can tell him to listen. You think I yeah. won't? I uh, I I would have liked to have seen Askren maybe come in earlier, but uh, I think by the time he got to the UFC, that was I don't know, it did not work out. And I, I like, I mean, I used to like watching Askren fight in Bellator, and I also liked him fighting in one, mostly just because I like staying up late to watch the fights. But I, I would consider myself a bit of a Ben Askren fan. But uh, I, I agree. I, I mean, I hate that he's I'm not retired. against him. Me neither. I mean, I, that's the thing. He's not like my favorite fighter. I at one point. I really think that he could have been more. I don't know that he ever could have been champion. I just think that his 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 skill set was too one dimensional. But I do think that younger in his like younger, maybe 32, 30 to thirty two around in that age, I definitely think he could have won fights in the UFC. But I think as it stands now, and I hate to say this because it's such a weird thing, but like he's going to be considered like one of the biggest busts like in UFC history in terms of. <laughs> You know, like he comes over, he's 19 and 0. Yeah. They make this trade to get him. And really, you know, the biggest They trade a thing, goat for him. They trade yeah. one of the greatest of all time for him. And really what they traded Demetrius Johnson for was, was Jorge Masvidal's star power. I mean, because, like, that's, <laughs> what, that's essentially what they got from Ben Askren. Yeah. Which is so weird because, I mean, and it well, sucks but, because he, he went from being a guy who was an undefeated fighter that retired as this great, like, what if, like, you know, what if Askren would have fought in the UFC? Then they get him to come into the UFC, and, 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 and God, that, that perception changed. It's just like, wow. <laughs> same with Eddie Alvarez, though. I mean, Eddie Alvarez oh. came in. And, I mean, not the same. He left the same way. He left just the same way. One Eddie Alvarez yeah. came in the same way. And he at least won a championship, but like, you know, we can kind of, let's be real, whatever. Like, he won it, but like, it, okay. The way he lost it, though, that's I'll, the be, thing. I'll be he, fair. He won it just to, he just lost to, to lose it. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, they yeah, have those transitional much. champions in professional wrestling. Like, that was Eddie Alvarez. Like, he won the belt he, against, yeah. I mean, you know, he won the belt, then. You know, Conor McGregor erased him from history. Oh, yeah, rough. I mean, and, 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 and it should be. Yeah, and, and that's that's what I'm getting at with, with, with Ben Askren. Like, man, come on. Don't turn into Eddie Alvarez. Don't. Because you weren't supposed to. Because you letting down all the wrestlers, too, man. Like, you can't, you can't, just can't do this. You talk all this stuff. And then you just gonna let everybody down like that? The re- like rock fans of wrestling platform. That's why I'm on there. Like I do pro wrestling. He, you know, they do amateur and stuff like that. But it's the wrestling, and he, he's you? letting down an entire community. It was huh? wild. It was wild seeing him wrestle. Did you see him fight Damian Maya? Yeah. It was wild seeing. Like, Askren's definitely a high-level wrestler. Like, he made it to the Olympics. If I'm not mistaken, he, uh, he I think he made the Olympic team, or maybe he just missed it by but something. Anyway, he's a, definitely a high-level wrestler, no question about it. But 
And, you know, I mean, no one in their right mind would say that jujitsu would beat re- – I mean, most people would prefer wrestling over jujitsu as a base in MMA. Right. But if you watch that right. fight, dude, God, Damian Maya murdered him in the grappling exchanges. It wasn't even – I mean, it was basically pure jujitsu, and that's the issue, I guess, because Askren doesn't use strikes. But there are a lot of strikes on the ground. You know, he's more of a positional guy. <laughs> it was just wild seeing him in some yeah. of those transitions where, I mean, it wasn't – it looked like me in there with Damian Maya. That's no disrespect to Ben Askren. It, it's he, more just to point out. He got his ass balled up, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just to point out how incredible Damian Maya is at jiu-jitsu. I mean, Askren looked just helpless in there at certain times. He wasn't supposed to be like that, and that's he, – he let a lot of people down. He better, he better fucking do something about it, but he retired, and people just like, okay, you're a joke. And it's like, damn it, dude. It's like – it's not that I was necessarily rooting for him because if you talk that shit, you get what you get. And one that I was rooting for him, it was just like, I want good fights. And he was supposed to be a good fighter. And now I'm like, oh, okay, so now you're not? Like, why are you on Rockfin then? Like, get your ass off of here, bro. Like, if you're going to be trash, go be trash somewhere else. You you talk this shit and you bring shame on our family. <laughs> you bring shame upon our family. <laughs> he does, though. It's like, Oh, right. he he got it. He started talking shit to somebody, and like they got at Rockfin for that. They was like, "Why don't you tell Rockfin to promote better or something?" I was like, "Nigga, what are you doing?" It was the, before the Damian Maya fight. I forgot who he was. Got into it to, with some media outlet, and it was like, "Shut up, dude!" Like, tell Rockfin, blah blah blah. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Nigga, you taking it? You getting Rockfin to take L's? Like, I'm on this platform too. You bringing L's to the whole family? You just come to." Come to Thanksgiving with a plate full of L's. That's what, you know, <laughs> it's just, they like, go away. Either fight and win or go away. I, I, I think it's really unfair that he's just going away. You know, I mean, not going away yeah. completely, but he's like, oh, I retired. Oh, okay, you, you're trash. Bye. We traded, they traded a goat for you because you were supposedly a goat. And like you said, he got balled up by Damian Maya, like an old tissue, just. You know, I mean, it was you know just, you, it you was wild. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect that either. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't expect that. Uh, I know it could have happened because Meyer is high level. I'm gonna be honest. I picked Damian Meyer to win. Did not think it would go down like that. I thought it would be more of Askren consistently scoring with takedowns and just scrambling. Scramble, 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 where Askren just would have been able to maintain top control because Maya is, he's great at jujitsu, but he's much better on top than he is from the bottom. Not to say he wouldn't strangle the fuck out of most people from the bottom, but he's more of a killer from the top. And I thought that it would be a fight where Askren was able to consistently maintain top position. And then in the third, fourth, like late in the fight, I figured that Maya would probably eventually get a transition to go in his favor and, and win with a rear naked choke. And I swear to God, that was my thought. But it just didn't go down like that. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was more Maya just kind of... He just beat his ass. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Askren had his moments, but it's just it was weird that it was... You know, I thought we were going to see a very high-level grappling match, and it was really kind of more so like a really high-level jiu-jitsu guy against a great wrestler with not the best jiu-jitsu. Yeah, and, and a lot of people don't actually get how that how that really works. Uh, and and jujitsu, it has to be the highest level of jujitsu to beat a wrestler. It has yeah. to be Damian Meyer. It really, yeah. it really, it, it can't be lower than that, or it would we would have saw the reverse. And you've um, got to be good enough. You know, Meyer's good enough at wrestling to where I mean, he's not gonna out wrestle Ben Askren, but he's also decent enough you know you don't you don't have to necessarily be a better boxer to, to, to beat a guy in mma sometimes you just got to be good enough to avoid his punches so you can right. get a takedown and uh with my he was just able to survive you know everything and uh big win for him i mean he just still keeps notching him on his belt yeah. but uh i yeah. thought maya was a better fight. Fo- I, I mean i'm sorry i thought Askren was a better fighter i thought he was a much better fighter and we've seen that no- the problem is him with him retiring we see nothing from him and and let me let me just point out this is how boring Usman and Covington are. We're talking about something else instead of them main eventing. Fuck them. Fuck those. You know why? You know why? Because they don't want to finish anyone. This is a game of finishes, man. Finish the guy. 
you know, finish him. Even they made a fucking Mortal Kombat was about finishing him, not letting him. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, let's see what the judges say. Like, imagine that popping up on the screen. Let's take it to the judges. You know, <laughs> like how you gonna play yeah. a deadly? How you gonna fight? And then you, it's kind you of funny. to the judges. How could you possibly have that in your head? Both of these you guys know, I, wanted I, to be. Well, you know, I think I fought a good fight. Like, shut up, nigga. You didn't. You didn't because you didn't beat him. Fine. I liked. Uh, no, no, it's fine. I was gonna. Uh, basically, I, I agree with you because, uh, you know, I like GSP, but a lot of people didn't because of his style. You know, he was he was kind of a take you down, not finish you, just you know, win the fight type of guy. And uh, we had that for years. And, you know, he finally lost the belt. Yeah. Johnny Hendricks won it. But then he lost it to Robbie Lawler. So we just got these crazy fights for a while. Then Woodley run, won yeah, it. Yeah, finished. Wood- Woodley, Woodley had some shitty fights. But he also had some really exciting fights. So it's like, you know, another great champion. But it's like, you know, it, was, it only could last so long. <laughs> it's like now we're back to two guys who, yeah. regardless of who the next champion is, it's going to be a dude. But it's going to be a boring fucker. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a guy that you know, <laughs> just has that, that that style that's more based on you know output than than necessarily getting an opponent out of the out of the cage. But G, GSP would finish you if you presented it. He would. These guys that's, won't even do that. That's like, the thing. If you if you know, left out an arm, he would take it. But he you know he wasn't going to take any risks. Yeah. He did finish Bisping. He right. He he he. It's not that he didn't. It's not that he wouldn't finish you. It's just that you, 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 it's okay with fighting a safe fight. But yeah, if you like you said, if you left the arm out there, that shit's gone. It's over. You know, like uh, he was in some great fights. He had that Hendricks fight. He had the Matt Hughes fight. Think about the people he was yeah, fighting. He, uh, he wasn't he fighting had something. Matt Hughes. Knocked him out with a head. Kick, yeah, and then like, he arm barred him the second time. He, right. He wasn't. He wasn't fighting. No, 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 no. He lost to Matt Hughes uh, once. The first yeah, time, they, the very they, first time. They he, fought, yeah, he lost to him the first time by armbar. In, in the decision. second time they fought. No, was yeah, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he armed, I think he lost by armbar because then the second time, GSP armbar Hughes, and then they fought for a third time and GSP head kicked him. I think. I, I, could I, be I, just, wrong. Well, I mean, like, it's been 100 years. It's a little fuzzy to me, too, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's been over 20, probably been like 20 years. Uh, it's been a while. Maybe not that long. Nah, I mean, it's it been, been it's it's been. They probably fought in like oh six. Been like, I was gonna say it's been like fifteen something yeah, like that. It's, it's been a while. I, I would I would I would guess like, yeah, that's it's been a really long time. It's been over a decade. So because I forgot about like how the I didn't forget how the Kane fight ended, but I forgot about the cut over Brock's eye that he still has. That was a really good selling point in SmackDown when it was like, hey. It was like you put a scar over uh, on, on Brock's eye, and he still has that fucking scar. Like it's crazy. I, and they never on on WWE they never referred to it ever. And then, but when Kane came, they actually the th- the great thing about Brock is when you beat him, you beat all of him, and you get all of the rub. Like it's you're put on a goddamn pedestal after you beat Brock Lesnar because you know you you know he puts you over, man. You know like. He he don't he when he does the job he does the damn job like you beat him you beat the damn monster like so when Kane if Kane were to beat him like when the fact that they brought up all his losses and stuff it was just huge I was like wow like they painting Brock Lesnar out to be someone who has a weakness or vulner like literally that's how Kane was described as the outlier like the guy the one guy who destroyed Brock Lesnar that's what Paul Heyman was billing him as like. You're his kryptonite. Brock's scared of you, but he ain't scared of you no more. You know, like he used like it, these is like the terms they were using. Like Brock used to be scared. Brock, you were you put fear in Brock Lesnar's heart, and he is going to erase it. Like you're he he made Brock Lesnar sound like Batman. Like he was scared of bats. Now he's you know, but he he embraced that fear. It was super weird. It was a fantastic promo. Uh, I forgot where the fuck I was going with that, but. Um, Brock Lesnar, another uh, a better fighter than uh, Usman and and Covington, uh, also more interesting than. Them. Wow! Holy <laughs> shit! There's some people. If they heard you say that, they would lose their minds. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I mean, Kane beat him, but like, how great was Kane? You know what I'm saying? Like, Kane was great. Like, Kane was supposed to be the dude. He, 
he got sidetracked by uh by injury, you know. And I actually, I, I mean, no. All things considered, Lesnar. I mean, it's it's incredible what he was able to do. It's just there's yep. some people that that refuse to. I mean, you, people write off Lesnar's uh, UFC career any way they can. Yeah, people hate it. But I mean, it, it is what it is. It's not like CM Punk came in and and, and beat Woodley for the welterweight title. Like that would have right. been embarrassing. Like, that, <laughs> yeah, that would have. Then I would have been like, <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. I want. I want all yeah. the dollars back from every jujitsu class. It's all bullshit. I want all my money back. CM Punk just yeah. GTS Tyron Woodley in a UFC fight. It'd be a lot more pro wrestlers, I tell you that. Everybody be trying to go to a class. But oh shit, yeah. Uh, you, you know, I, I I understand the hate for Brock. I understand it, but like people forget how he Mark Hunt punched him right in his face, and he was oh he's used to the gills. Like nah, it wasn't about that, bro. Relax, Mark Hunt. You should have took him steroids and. Drop some weight or something. Like I said, took him. I meant taken. Whatever. That's how. That's how hood I got with that. Nigga, you should have took him some of them steroids. Like, but, yeah. my, my point is like, um, uh, just to circle back to everything and wrap it all up is, uh, uh just to say this about Brock. Brock was, he was never at a hundred percent. Um, he had the divers stiffer light. Stiffer, he had the fucked up uh, diverticulitis. Yeah, diverticulitis. Yeah, it's off. I always have a hard time saying that. Um, I got to stop trying to say hard words on the show because some of them are pretty bad. And after you've been talking for like over an hour, they're just almost impossible. You know, uh, but yeah, he was never 100%. Even when he lost the cane, he was never, he never, the only time he fought it was 100% was when he fought Frank Mir. And he made a rookie mistake and lost to him. But if, if, if anybody were ever to fight that Brock Lesnar, they'd lose. Every single person. Nagano could knock him out. Uh, Stipe, Daniel Cormier would not be able to take him down. If anybody fought that Brock Lesnar, they'd lose. You know, uh, of course, you know, barring the, the, the uh, amateur mistake he made, you know what I mean? Like, if he had that, if he could fight now at that at that uh, rate, if if he was, if he had his knowledge now, but his body from back then, he'd destroy everybody, and it wouldn't even look close. It wouldn't. Nagano comes out. He takes a big swing. He takes him down. Boom, boom, boom. Ground and pound. That nigga's out of here. You saw what he did to Shane Carwin. He choked him out. Shane Carwin was just as big as Brock. He choked him out with one fucking arm. <laughs> you know, one arm. And Joe Rogan was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Joe Rogan was even astounded. Him. But I, um, the thing about Brock is even though he didn't talk a whole lot, he was still more interesting than the guys we got now. You know, like it, it's, it's crazy to think that we barely talked about a main event for a event because Usman and a guy that shares my name, Kobe Covington, is they they just you know they're not gonna go for a finish, and it, it, it's kind of crazy to see. So uh, you know you, you take us home, you let us know what you what you want to see out of that fight, what you what you think you might see out of not that fight, the whole car. Like, what do you think's coming out of that night? And tell me what wrestling you're looking forward to. I'm sorry, say it one more time. The phone kind of broke up. I say, uh, tell me what what you think of that car and what wrestling you you'll be looking to in the future. Oh, uh, in terms of 245, um, I'll say this. I think we'll have at least one new champion, but that's just a, a shot in the dark because I'm not even going to say which champion I think it'll be. I just feel like at least one champion's going to be uh, dethroned. Uh, I like it overall, though. I think it's a decent card. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about the main event. Um, in terms, or were you going to say something? I'm sorry. No, I, I'm not. Op- I'm not optimistic about it at all. I want to be. You're probably I'm more realistic than I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to <laughs> be. I mean, I want to be. I, I put it like this: I'm not gonna shit on it the day up. Not at all. Because um, I need to watch it. I'm gonna watch it. So, in terms of wrestling, uh, I I don't. Well, first of all, did did, did the Rock and Roll Express win the NWA Tag Team Titles the other day? Yes, they did. Oh my god. Uh, I, I interviewed, um, oh shit. My buddy and I had this wrestling podcast 
probably about a year or so ago. We interviewed probably about, I don't know, 10, 15 dudes. And uh, one of them was Ricky Morton. And uh, I'll tell you what, that was a hell of a conversation. It's hilarious that he's the NWA Tag Team Champion again. I, I, I think it's, they had a cool moment with Cornette, and I liked it. And that's that's when they thanked Cornette and, uh, you know, for his contribution. And I think it was really cool that they did that, like I said earlier. So, <laughs> yeah. do they tape in advance or, like? Yes. Yes, they okay. do. Because, actually, I was – it was spoiled to me live on the show. Uh, I knew that they taped in advance. I didn't know how far in advance. Could have been a fucking week. I don't know. So, I didn't know. And um, uh, my, my neighbor, Rick, or Retro Rick, he goes – no, the Rock and Roll Express are champions because he follows it. Uh, he, and he'll be writing for the site pretty soon. He'll be writing for uh, Sportacus pretty soon about NWA and covering all of that. I was like, no, man, it's the fucking wild cards. He was like, nah, it's the Rock and Roll Express. And literally, when I looked it up, it actually was the wild cards, but they tape in advance. And I looked again and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, the Rock and Roll Express, when the fuck did this happen? But it had happened like literally a couple weeks. Uh, after I looked, so yeah, they had taped it and uh, whatever. It happened like early November or something, or like mid November or some shit. But yeah, so they did the champions. It was cool. It was kind uh, of a cool moment. Nice, nice, nice. Um, what, what else? Are you, what else are you looking forward to? Uh, well, I do. I can tell you a story real quick, wrestling yeah. related. Uh, I mentioned that my buddy and I had this wrestling podcast, and basically we would just contact wrestlers asking for interviews. They give us, give them to us. Cool, we interview them. One of the ones we did, and by far the coolest one we did, I think, was with uh, Eric Bischoff. And uh, <clears throat> we talked to him probably like thirty minutes. And uh, one of my questions for him, uh, he had talked about on his podcast this game that he created with Sonny Ono called Ninja Star Wars, and uh, he pitched it to, I think, Vern Gagne or somebody. And anyway, the, the, the game had been sold at Kmart and a few other places. And I asked him if he had any copies of it. And he kind of paused and said no. And I told him that I was going to try to find one on eBay. And he was quiet for like a solid 30 seconds. And then he kind of laughed and said, good luck with that. Well, um, the other the other day on his podcast, he was talking to Conrad and he mentioned, and I quote, he said, about a year ago, I uh, was looking on Amazon for a copy of that video or of this this board game that I anyway, my point is, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can't confirm it, obviously, but I feel like that conversation where I asked him that question, got him to get on eBay and see if he could find a copy of his old game. Kind yeah, it had, that. To, dude. it had to have. <laughs> I, that's pretty. That's pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. I definitely want. <clears throat> I definitely, you know, I haven't interviewed a lot of people. Uh, <clears throat> I want the platform to be a lot bigger before I do. But sometimes you just got to move and do stuff. Dude, I'll tell um, you this: we the the people we were able to interview just by completely cold calling them. I mean, Jeff Jarrett talked to us for like an hour. We talked to Billy Gunn for a really long time. And my buddy would just like, I don't know, he would just get their phone numbers and just cold call them. And occasionally they, you know, tell them to shut the fuck up and never call them again. But, uh, <laughs> dude, it was really surprising how many people I thought would not have any time for us that were willing to give us as much time as we wanted. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty, pretty cool, I have to say. They, uh, they were that's what definitely David willing said. to talk to fans. Yeah, that's what David had been telling me. Like he was like, "Man, just just call these people." He said, "Hey, you want to talk to Jeff Jarrett? Hey, you want?" You know, the one guy I really wanted to talk to was CM Punk. And oh I, shit! I, I could have talked to CM Punk. I know I could have. I was actually going to ask David for that info. I was like, "Hey, man, give me CM Punk shit, then let me talk to him." <laughs> like I got a lot of shit to ask CM Punk. Like a lot. Like just just uh, basic. Chicago shit, you know, like, where's your favorite place to get pizza? You know what I'm saying? Um, where's your favorite place to get uh, a Polish or a hot dog or, you know, shit like that? Um, yeah. Is this, is this place on 63rd Street uh, still open? You know, just random ass shit only he would know. <laughs> you know like, and when, when was the last time you was on the train? 
you know, uh, shit like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I I'm, I'm gonna get into the, to the interviews and stuff, and you know, Sportacus has got a long way to go. Uh, we we haven't even started yet, so it's, it's pretty great. It's almost it's almost been a year, so uh, that's it's pretty crazy to think that it's been, its whole inception was like a year since we started all the branding and stuff. Uh, with that, this is Sportacus, and you've been. Sports Entertained.